Blog Talk Radio. Hi, and welcome to Let's Talk TV Live on its new day and new time and sort of new channel. My name is Barbara Barnett. I am the host of this show. I am publisher and executive editor of Blog Critics Magazine, and I am joined tonight by uh, Jerome Wetzel TV, Jimmy Daly. How are you, Jimmy? I'm good. How are you? Good, and we should be joined momentarily by Christine Piccolo, who I spoke with this afternoon and said, oh, yes, I'll be there. So <clears throat> we will have all three of us, and that will be lots of fun. And uh, we had, I had a show last week um, on Sunday night, kind of in between the holidays and all of my duties for the holidays, and um, made it through an hour. <laughs> <laughs> well, I looked um, on the app. I was going to listen to it, but it wasn't on the app, and it wasn't on iTunes. So I was like, no, it? oh, you know what? I changed. Remember, I put it on Blog Critics. Oh, so it's just on the site. It's not at the other spots anymore. I, I will. I, you know what? I didn't real. You know, I forgot that it's not syndicated. Ha. So I will be putting it on iTunes. Thank you for telling me that. I had sure. thought it was already on iTunes. No, I was I looking be, for it. I was like, I want to oh. hear what you were talking about. And it's not on the app because the app is the old site, which I have mm. not taken down, but I have made into just a basic site. Because since I own Blog Critics, why not yeah. use Blog Critics? Um, Absolutely. Which, right, because we, you know, this is our site, and um, so yes, and I'm going to be actually launching uh, over the next month or two um, additional podcasts and live broadcasts. Um, a uh, what's new in books, um, a politics thing as we get closer to the election. Mm-hmm. And uh, or beyond the election, um, so we'll be we'll be doing a bunch of different things um, on the radio on the radio network. Um, and as I as we as I have more time to work on it, and John has more time to work on it. John Sobel is the other publisher and executive editor of Blog Critics, and my partner in crime. Um, so we're very excited um, about the TV. I'm very excited about the TV season, but I have to say, after being completely completely spoiled by what of what I would consider to be one of the best summers of television that mm-hmm. I can remember in all of my entire life which is long I'm very old um I am I'm I, I am and I've never seen a season a summer season of television that has been this good. Um, what are you thinking? I mean, wasn't it an amazing season? What, what, there was just I mean, like, yeah. it, it was a treasure trove of stuff to watch. <laughs> well, I, I feel like summer season's been getting better and better. But yeah, you're right. There was a lot of great stuff on the summer. For oh, sure. man. I know. Tyrant. Did you watch Tyrant? I watched uh, about three episodes of Tyrant, and I enjoyed it. I'd say my favorite episode or series this summer was Outlander. See, now I watched Outlander three times, and I was like, mm-hmm. okay, fine, whatever. I, I wasn't that crazy about it. And you know, I'm an Anglophile, and I'm a, I'm a total like, give me anything Scottish, and I will just sink my eyes into it. You know, whether it's a book or a movie or a, and I just, and I read Outlander. And I, I haven't just, read the books. I've only seen the show. 
so I wasn't all that crazy about it. Um, oh, okay. So it was okay. It was okay. I, I gave up after three episodes. I was like, okay, there's too much else that's really good out there. Um, I mean, what else? The Strain, which just ended. Um, yeah, that was I have, good. I, I have not seen the finale. I have to. Oh, okay. Ray Donovan. Well, yeah, I don't oh. watch Ray. I, I got bored with Ray Donovan in season one. I stopped watching it. It was really good this season. Um, and even Perception ended on a bang. Really? I stopped watching literally, that, too. Literally. It ended on a bang. <laughs> literally. On a literally. Bang. Okay. Quite literally. Yeah. Um, so there was Tyrant. There is, let's see, what else? Oh, my gosh. Have you been watching Legends? No, I did not care for the pilot of that show. So, you know, the conventional wisdom is, because as we both know, TNT has this tendency to take what has a lot of good possibilities, like perception, a good idea, mm-hmm. and make it into a procedural. Yes. They have they have not done that with Legends. With Legends? Good. Yeah, it is really much more about unraveling the mystery of Sean Bean or of Sean okay. Bean's character, of Sean Bean's character, uh, Martin Odom, if that's actually who he is. Um, it is very well done. Sean Bean is great. Um, so I'm, I'm really liking it. Um, it is not procedural. There are procedural elements, but every story has been taking, I mean, there have been, there's a definitely a couple of really important arcs, narrative arcs mm-hmm. in it, um, that lead back to a conspiracy, I believe, that even involves his wife. So, um, yeah, so it's really good. And I like Sean Bean and uh, I like listening to his northern English accent. (laughs) Uh, It's different than listening to the usual southern English accent that he Oxfordian, but he's not. He's very definitely, you know, northern English. Um, So I've been I was I've been watching that. It's still on. It hasn't ended its season. What else has been on this season? Um, Oh, my gosh. Manhattan. So I have not watched that. Manhattan is very good. It's, is it? You know, the to... the um, city they built where they built the atomic bomb. <gasps> really? Ooh, yeah. that sounds really cool. It okay. is, and it's John Piper Ferguson and Daniel Stern oh. and Olivia, whatever her name is from Dollhouse. And it's got a really uh-huh. strong cast. It's good. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to watch that. But, I mean, it's just been such a great season. Oh, and did you hear Turn has been um, renewed? I did. And Fargo Walking has... Dead was renewed today. <laughs> yeah, and Fargo has been renewed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and, and the Twin new... Peaks has been renewed. Yeah, on Showtime. <laughs> wow, and, mm. and Dig, which has not premiered yet, um, and I'm, I'm chomping at the bit because um, uh, Jason Isaacs, is in it, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a series by Gideon Rath, who of course is you know Homeland and Tyrant, and um, and I interviewed him at Comic Con, and that's now they have a date. It's March fifth that mm-hmm. it will be premiering, which is very exciting, and um, uh, it's been uh, extended for full ten season run. I mean not yeah, ten season, ten, ten episode run, right. Um, there's a new History Channel show that's coming on called Lost History. And I have to say, I'm really impressed with 
um, History Channel. Got a, the, my phone rang this afternoon, and it was from the Lippin Agency. And the Lippin Agency is like the big, like the big PR firm for Hollywood, one of the biggies. And I was like, oh, what's the Lippin Agency? Do I have an interview that I've done that's, you know, late? I do have one that's late, but it's not from Lippin. It is um, Samir Armstrong from Resurrection. I did an interview with her, and I've been having some computer issues, so I haven't posted it. So her uh, publicist called me yesterday and saying, did you post that yet? <laughs> so oh, it's no. coming. It's coming. Um, my My recording of it was just off. It was like, for some reason, my software wasn't working. Anyway, um, so uh, it was a call from History Channel's publicist saying, hey, you know, we emailed you, our VP of of publicity from history emailed you, did you get the email about the conference call about lost history? And I was like, yeah, gee, I got it, and it looks like a great show, and and I have an RSVP. She says, no, we know you have an RSVP. We'd really like you to be there. I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. cool. So yeah. it's going to be like, it's not for like two, like two weeks or something, mm-hmm. but it was cool. And I remember at Comic-Con, they called and they, uh, you know, they called the night before you kind of come, we're really looking forward to it. Do, do you need anything? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, they're really, they're very class act history channel is, but I doubt they're going to have wine and like the spread that the Vikings, this is a conference. It's a conference call. It'll all be virtual. So I see Katie has logged in. Hi, Katie. Um, I don't know where Chrissy is. I'm going to email her. And so I'm going to text her. Chrissy, where Maybe are she you? forgot. I, I have to admit, I almost forgot that we switched days and time. I was sitting there watching TV and my wife's like, don't you have a podcast? Chrissy, where are you? I just texted her. Uh, oh, and cool. so did you notice? I don't know if you noticed um, on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, I when I tweeted the ep- new episode of the radio show, you now uh-huh. have streaming right there on Twitter. Ooh, that's fun. It is. I did never notice that. It's brand new, and so now when when I tweet something uh, and and on Facebook as well. It actually mm-hmm. just puts a little flash player right in the tweet. Cool. So that's pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. So let's see what else um, before we get round to, to talking about um, Once Upon a Time, which we will talk about in detail. Well, you and I are of differing. Super, I'm sorry. Go sorry. ahead. Say <laughs> so I'm super excited about American Horror Story. Yeah, um, freak show. They've got show. well, the new season premieres tomorrow night. I've already seen that first episode. I really like it. But this weekend, I'm going out to New Orleans, and we're for the Coven DVD Blu-ray release party, which will be fun. Ooh, and very new nice. Cast members and stuff. Yeah, very so I'm nice. Excited about that. Have fun with that. Cool. I will. Those trips um, don't come report, along that often, so. And you will report back, uh, hopefully, to us next week. Yes, um, I will, and on Blog Critics. Oh, cool, cool, excellent, excellent. Looking forward to that, absolutely. So let's see. Um, oh, a couple shows I want to just mention. Have you seen Forever? Yes, I really liked that pilot. Okay, so I did. I liked the pilot. It is it is eerily in some ways and in other ways not, but in some ways it is um, it is eerily like my novel. <laughs> <So> that, 
<laughs> so I'm watching the show and I'm watching it like hypercritically because I've really done the research on the immortality thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> if, right, it exists, right? Um, mm-hmm. So the thing that I, and I liked it. I did. I really did. Um, but the thing that I didn't like and that sort of made me cringe a little bit, so it's mm-hmm. going to really affect me, is the fact that he just, even though he doesn't want to be discovered, he's afraid of discovery, right? Like mm-hmm. any decent... Um, Sure. Oh, I should sue. Well, it's no, it is not my. It is not anything like my novel. It's there's immortality. I, I actually, I actually leaked the text of your novel to them. I apologize, but they gave me a really <laughs> good payout. Not. So. Oh my God, oh. And by the way, speaking of which, my agent is reporting that people are just loving it, and Great. just no, no firm offer yet. So we're just sort of waiting. So I should have news. I'm hoping I'll have news soon. Of course, I think I said that in May. <laughs> no, I actually didn't. <laughs> the first bit of really good news came in July, the end of July. So, um, but yeah, so I'm hoping uh, the only thing she said I could say was um, I hopefully will have news to report um, soon. Um, so anyway, um, so the thing that I didn't like about Forever was here's mm-hmm. this guy doesn't want to be discovered. He's living incognito as a not immortal. Sure. Yet he's really eager to use his ability inability to die <laughs> to to gain whatever he wants to do. So he died what three times in the pilot? Yeah, he did die quite a few. Yeah, and he wakes up naked. I mean, really? Right. So um so this is the problem that I have with the show. <laughs> is that for a guy who wants to hide from being, you know, discovered, why is he just, oh, I'm immortal, yay, I can die, oh, I need to do this, yay. It's it's a convenience, and he's using it as a tool. And I guess I sort of, as someone who's just written a novel about an immortal guy, it's a completely different story. Like, complete. my story has probably more in common with Helix than it has with this show. But it just seems, it just strikes me as being really counterintuitive that this guy would just like, oh, I can do this, boom, 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 I'm not going to die. So that kind of really ruined it for me. Um, So, but I'll watch it again and, and see. It has some possibilities, and if they don't keep doing that exploitation of his mm-hmm. immortality, and they they basically use it judiciously, then I think the show has a good chance. So there's that. Um, what else have I been watching? Gotham. Have you seen Gotham? I'm sure. I know you've seen Gotham. Uh, yeah, I, wa- I didn't watch last night's yet, but I watched the first I have two. Not. Yeah, what do you think? I like it. I, I mean, it's definitely got good possibility. It's better than most of DC's efforts. Um, yeah. I don't think it's as good as Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., in my opinion, but mm. Marvel keeps beating DC pretty soundly in most categories, so... Well, I don't know. Than it Arrow or like The Flash or, you know, yeah. the other thousand superhero movie shows on the air right now. You know, it is I'm the year of superhero. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure what I would agree with you. Um, I mean, Dark Knight was just 
Okay. Yeah, no, yeah. Th- those movies were amazing, but other than those movies, DC uh, you know, usually loses to Marvel. Okay, so I did like Iron Man 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. did not like Iron Man 3 all that much. Really? Um, yeah. I I'm liked not, 1 and 3. I didn't like 2 all that much. Oh, I liked 2 better than 1. Didn't like really? 3 was a, 3 was it was good. I just thought there were a lot of dangled threads that mm-hmm. they just didn't follow up on. And I was annoyed by that from a storytelling perspective. I'm coming at this stuff as a writer. Yeah. And from, and the storytelling and it just didn't didn't do it for me. Um Captain America not so much. Oh, the uh, second Captain America is my favorite Marvel movie says, so far. Every, everybody says the second one is really good. Well, um, it's a political drama with Robert Redford. It's not action. I mean, there is action stuff in oh, it, but it's, every okay. Marvel movie is a different beast. And, yeah, uh, Robert, right. Oh, yeah. for sure. For sure. Um, oh, you know what I watched? Uh, speaking of Marvel superheroes, um, mm-hmm. I, Iron Man, um, I watched over the summer The Normal Heart with Mark Ruffalo. Oh, man, that movie was amazing. I've watched it like five times. It was so good. And yeah, like, uh, absolutely. This is the year of the AIDS, beginning of the AIDS crisis movie year. You know, well, between they're Dallas. supposed to be making a trilogy of those films. Well, between between Dallas Buyers Club and The so Normal I, Heart. I know, uh, Normal Heart's supposed to get two sequels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I heard that. Um, okay. But Ruffalo was, like, so amazing in it. So, um... Mm-hmm. So I, 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 yeah, so I don't know. I, and I loved uh, X-Men Days of Future Past. I thought of all the summer movies that I saw, that was probably my favorite one. I haven't seen that one yet. I'd like Not, to, but. Oh, it's so good. It's I saw really Guardians of the Galaxy. That was really good. I've not seen Guardians of the Galaxy. All right. So oh, it was a lot of fun. So Katie's saying, really liking Gotham, and I'm not really a comic book superhero person. I love Robin Lord Taylor in um, Gotham. He is, like, brilliant as the Penguin. Oh, he's the best character on that show. Oh, without a doubt. And and there's so much, because there's a lot of pathos to him. Yes. And, and I think the way he approaches the character, I feel like he's got a unique yes. approach to that character. Yeah. he. You can tell that he doesn't um, see the character as a villain. And that's really mm-hmm. the key to playing a really good villain is that the villain doesn't see himself that way. And the actor can't see himself that way. So that's really good. Um, I've been watching The Nick. Have you been watching The Nick? I watched the first episode and loved it and I just haven't got around to the rest. I've gotten... I've seen the whole series. Um, HBO, the HBO fairy comes every once in a while. <laughs> DHL. I know, I got, I got the screeners too because I don't get Cinemax and I was like, man, you're sending me all the episodes. This is great. I know. So I've watched the entire series. I love it. What started out to be um, a, a, a doctor drama set in 1900 mm-hmm. has turned out to be just a brilliant social commentary. And the journey of the main character Clive Owen's character is just mm-hmm. great throughout the episode, throughout the series. It's just, it's just gorgeous. Um, I really, really loved it. 
Um, and I don't know. I think it's been renewed for second season. I don't know for sure. Um, but I just, I just loved it, and I'm really looking forward to writing. Now that I have time, I wrote two articles <laughs> today. Now that I actually have time to write again, um, I'll be churning out an article, another article. I wrote an article about it on Blog Critics uh, for the premiere, and now that mm-hmm. I've seen the entire series, it's great. So I've enjoyed that. Um, it's another summer series that, that I've really gotten into. Um that's now extended into the autumn. Um, well, Christy well, and I enjoyed the last season of True Blood. We did our podcast this summer on that. I know you did, and everybody can listen to it on the archive, um, which is great. Um, tons of people are downloading the archived episodes of, of oh, Let's Talk TV. It's like we're getting 300 downloads a day or more. Whoa. I know. It's like, wow, that's why are we getting 300 downloads a day? of archive broadcasts, which is really cool. Um, so that's fun. Um, I'm not sure. I haven't dug deep enough into the statistics to be between three and 400 downloads a day is pretty good of archive yeah. material. So um not sure where that's coming from, but yay <laughs> for us. I'm sitting at my computer and just hitting download, download, download over and over again. Yeah, thank you, Do you Jimmy. think that could be affecting your numbers? Ka-ching, 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 right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Every I just, penny yeah, all the royalties I'm earning from last season. <laughs> there you go. That's right. Um, so what else? I'm sort of bouncing around hither and yon um, through my brain of, of TV now that I'm having a chance to watch TV again, too. It's like I haven't had time. I've got so much to catch up on. Um, so... Um, when does elementary premiere? Do you know? Has it already? Uh, I don't know, and I am guilty of not having finished last season yet. It's still oh. you know, I, didn't del- I didn't delete it, but it was I still great. have a number of episodes to watch. It was fantastic. Yeah, I'm hoping the, the premiere is later because I need the time to catch up on it. I, this summer, I just did not catch up on everything I wanted to catch up on. Okay. Yeah, I, I definitely. Oh, Katie, thank you. You thank you for talking about that. Grace Point. Thank you for mentioning it. That was the one I wanted to talk about before we dive into Once Upon a Time. So, if you watched, okay. So, first, first question: Did you watch Broadchurch? You did, right? Oh yes. Yeah. I love Broadchurch. Yes, me too. I've watched it multiple times. And have you watched Grace Point? I watched the first episode. And I do plan on watching more, but it's disappointing. I've watched the first seven. uh, I feel like if you haven't seen Broadchurch, you're probably going to like Grace Point. Yes, and that's exactly what I said in my review. If you've Mm -hmm. not seen Broadchurch, you're going to really like Grace Point. But if Um, you have seen Broadchurch, they're very, very similar. And every time they go up against each other, Broadchurch inches out. Yes. Yes. And um, one of the things that I noticed, and I know the producers said that um, uh, that that it, they would diverge by the third or fourth episode, and they really mm-hmm. haven't. They really haven't. Um, Nick Nolte's, and I'm not going to spoil it, um, but Nick Nolte's character in Grace Point, which was David Bradley, and by the way, yeah, yeah. did you did you mm-hmm. catch my interview with him? No, I haven't, didn't see that. I interviewed David Bradley over the summer. What a delightful man. 
He seems like he would be. I mean, I I loved him in everything I've seen him in. He was great. Did on the you screen, catch him in the Did you catch him in the Doctor? Did you catch him in the Doctor Who thing last year? Um, wait, I'm sure I did because I saw everything Doctor Who last year. Let me. What was he in again? He played Hartnell. He played um, William Hartnell. Oh in the, yeah, in the uh, yeah the the TV movie based on the beginning of the series. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's great in everything. He really is. He's such a strong performer. Yeah. So um, one of the things I asked him in my interview, I asked him a couple of things. So I talked a little bit about, um, um, you know, I said, well, you know, Nick Nolte is playing your character in Grace Point, which is, he says, well, I haven't seen any of them. I said, well, nobody has because it hadn't aired yet. But I said, I have because I. <laughs> nobody I, I has, but I have. <laughs> but I have. Um, the press has seen it. And he says, well, I love Nick Nolte. I'm like such a fan of his. And um, so he says, I'm sure he's he's doing a great job. And I was like, yeah. He says, well, David Bradley says, well, they said they were going to do it differently. I said, eh, not so much. Not so <laughs> not much, so much. no. But I asked no. him, um, you know, like of all the parts that he's played in his incredible career. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and even as an, an older actor, I mean, I think he's had a renaissance in his career as an older yeah, actor. the last couple of years, like, he's done a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's like Bill Nye, you know, it's like he has this renaissance mm-hmm. and he's older than Bill is. Um, but um, he actually said the most fun and the most the most challenging roles that he's had were playing William Hartnell in the um, in the Doctor Who thing because he was oh, playing, playing a, a real person. And, well, and, um, and because of that, the spot that show holds in the British yeah. culture. I mean, yeah. that's really daunting. And he did yeah. a fantastic job. Yeah, so and many- also, yeah, he also said that um, he thought his role in The Strain as Abraham Satrakian was also um, quite challenging and, and the, the best role that he thinks he's ever had because he's just working with Guillermo del Toro is just, mm-hmm. yeah. It's a neat part. I like him a lot in that show. I do, too. I do, too. He's great. The show is fabulous. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing how it. Well, you know, because they obviously are following the the book series, which I haven't read, but apparently they're following it pretty closely. That's why they chose FX because they let them do a close adaptation, and yeah, definitely ended it. I mean, because we know there's two other books, there's not a lot of closure at the end of season one, and so sure. it leaves me wanting. You know, I'm excited for it to come back. Well, you know, the other thing about FX is they let their shows go beyond 45 minutes. <laughs> they don't, oh yeah, they basically tell them, you know, give us the best episode you can give us and we'll make it fit. Right. So an episode on FX, instead of being an hour, could be an hour mm-hmm. five, an hour 10, an hour two. It really. And, well, and Guillermo del Toro, I was reading, you know, an interview with him about the show, and he basically said, another thing that attracted him with FX is they're not going to make him keep it going just because it's popular. He's going to get right. and tell his story and then he's going to end it. He's not going right. to do 10 seasons. Right. He told me that as well. Um, Which is a kind of unusual for a TV network to do, to be like, yeah. you know, take between three and five years and tell it the way you want to tell it. Exactly. Well, I mean, look at Fargo. I mean, you know. Fargo is amazing. Yeah. Um, which has been renewed for a second season. So let's uh, talk about, uh, is there any other thing that we've not talked about that is of interest to us? 
we should talk was, about. Um, actually, I found interesting today they announced that um, we're talking about FX. They're giving Ryan Murphy another show, who did the Normal Heart and American Horror Story and Glee and stuff. Oh. He's there. He's going to do American Crime Story. Oh yeah, yeah. Which I is going to be an anthology, and the first season's going to cover the O.J. Simpson trial. Which oh, that's is interesting. interesting to me. They're going to like get into the lawyers and how the case unfolded and why the verdict ended up the way it did. Huh. So it'll be yeah, a ten I think that could be series. Yeah, that could be pretty cool. Yeah, um, it'll be an anthology like American Horror Story, so if they get a second yeah. season, it'll be a different case, different actors, you know. Right, 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 right. Like True Detective, which has been cast now. Mm-hmm. For its second season. Or Fargo, or, yeah, we've all of a sudden right. got a bunch of anthology series. Right, which is great because they can get A-list actors. Because well, they don't have to commit to doing multiple seasons. Yes and no. I mean, granted, it's only the rumor mill, but there were several articles talking about how once the True Detective McConaughey and Harrelson did not get recognized with the Emmys, they lost a lot of their top choices for season two. Oh really? Yeah, because they, so they got people they expected got to be recognized and they didn't. I mean, yeah. they were amazing, and they get completely ignored. And some A-list actors said, "Eh, no thanks." Well, that's they got Colin Farrell, who I don't consider to be A-list, especially, but no, um, he's decent. I know they get Vince Vaughn, I think. And, yeah, and Vince Vaughn, um, who I'm not a huge fan of, but. Um, but it should be interesting. And the newsroom is returning November 3rd. Yes. It's final run. Yes. I'm so excited. I'm I am so... It's been so disappointing. really show that's been run 10 years. It's so disappointing this is it. But Yeah, you know. I'm really sad that it's gonna, this is its last season. Because I think Something one of the is. things... It's one of the few shows on TV few fictional shows on TV that really skewers what's wrong with the news media. I know. I mean, Sorkin's great. Somebody tweeted right around the time of the Emmys that they were looking forward to seeing Amanda Peet win the Emmy for the ninth season of Studio 60 on Sunset Strip. And I'm like, God damn it. Why did they cancel Sorkin's stuff? I want these shows. I know. I do too. Um, And I'm really sad that that newsroom is going off the air. But um, I'm looking forward to um, uh, to the season. Short as it's going to be, a chance to come back and wrap it up their way. I yeah, do appreciate that. yeah, which is great. They could have canceled it last year, and they took okay. a lot of hits from the news media and and critically, and I think unjustifiably so. Mm-hmm. Um, because the show was critiquing corporate media. Corporate deservedly so. I mean, come and on. well, deservedly so, and very, very well. And yeah. so, of course, the news media were like, "Oh, well, you know, that's not right." So, anyway, don't get me started, huh? I will get started <laughs> when the show comes back on the air. Watch me let loose, <laughs> like I have every season of the show. Um. So let's talk about Once Upon a Time. Um, oh, Homeland. Um, a lot of people have been talking about Homeland, Homeland without. Oh, it was a good um, premiere. Yeah. Homeland without Damien Lewis. Yeah. Well, I honestly, I didn't miss him. I feel like his 
character had run its course, and he was only supposed to be there one season. For the first season, In the first right. place, yeah. And they kept him on because he resonated with viewers, but I don't know. The, the se- seasons two and three started to drag a little bit, and I think it's going to help to just completely reboot what they're doing. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that might be right. So let's talk about Once Upon a Time. You and I have differing opinions about the pilot. <laughs> Not to mention the second episode. Well, the second episode, I think we both agreed, was far better than the pilot. Yes. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I thought that the... Okay, so I'm going to preface this just like I did. And boy, did I take a lot of heat from the fandom on this. <laughs> I prefaced my review of the pilot, the the premiere, by saying mm-hmm. I've seen Frozen yeah. and I thought it was okay, but didn't think it was worthy of um, having an entire half a season of, of a, an established series surround it. And what I said yeah. was, and I quoted something that, uh, that Adam Horowitz said to me um, over the summer and I had asked him the question, um, do you think there's a danger in over Disneyfying the series, which has happened a little bit, mm-hmm. but, you know, especially taking something like frozen, which is a brand new movie, Disney marked all over it. No, yes, a marginal connection to a fairy tale, but really it's, it's Disney. Yeah. Um, and, and is there a danger of Disney over Disneyfying the show? And his response to me was, well, no, it's not that we really want to honor these beloved characters. And that comment just hit me in the gut as being, wait a second, to me, a character to become beloved has to, and I, I know I said this last week on the show, but for a character in a fictional piece, whether it's a book, a TV show, a movie, a cartoon, a comic book, for a character to be the beloved, it ha- they have to be around for a while. Mm-hmm. Right? Snow White is beloved. Yeah, absolutely. It has to stand the test of time. Yeah. And to me, Frozen hasn't. Yeah, they took their kids to see the movie. The kids loved it. They loved it. They saw the possibilities. They said, oh, let's do Frozen. They've said that. But I think what's mm-hmm. happened is the first episode was so much Frozen, so little of our regular characters, and they weren't integrated at all. So mm-hmm. I really felt that when it came down to left our characters at the end of last season, their very emotional narrative threads were really given the short shrift. And that didn't actually didn't change that much in episode two. Because you got they very little moments, up. but yeah, they're not they as were moments. They you are, well, yeah, you, I mean, I remember you got really upset when season two, when they added in Aurora and sleeping and they just spent all this time with these other characters. That were like, who cares about them? And now they've disappeared. Yeah. You know, they spent all of them. They're doing the same thing, but they assume but, that there's a built-in fan base for it. But more. They're doing, they're doing that, but they're, but more. Well, yeah, because right? they, they, 
because the movie did so well, I think they see that as a chance to expand their audience. And so they're not going to give just a little bit of Frozen and disappoint those people that might be tuning in for the first time. Right. So they're going to give them a lot of Frozen to the detriment of the rest of the cast. Now, they've given tons of time to Emma and Hawk. And for all those Captain Swan shippers out there, <laughs> you got it. You you know, good for you. It's great. Um, I don't happen to be one of them because I'm not a big Hook fan. Uh, love Emma. Love the character of Emma. I think she's a pretty cool character. Um, but, you know, Regina, I mean, her screen time, the first two episodes, has been a little bit here, a little bit there. And Rumpel's character, who who is what you and I were talking about this before the show, what they have done to his character is horrifying. Well, that's why I don't, that's why I'm not disappointed that his characters had so little to do because I don't want to see what they're doing with him. Like, I mean, I just would rather forget that it's happening. They've made him into a weepy, weak, cowardly, Mm -hmm. nothing. And it makes, and, and, and I watched the show. I mean, what drew me to Once Upon a Time in the first place was the character of Rumpelstiltskin. Mm-hmm. And to see what they've done to him, I don't even... They should have left him dead midway through last season. Well, I mean, I love Robert Tyler, I, I love the performance, but that is that was the culmination. Did I not say that? Bring, did, I not, yep. did I not say that? Yeah, I mean, bringing great... him back was a mistake. I think it was, and and as and I love Robert Carlyle. You know that I am like absolutely. I am totally in love with him as an actor, as a person. He's a wonderful person and a brilliant actor, and I can't help but think that he's probably thinking the same thing. Mm-hmm. He's a very, 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 very smart man, and and an excellent actor, and he is being just wasted Mm -hmm. several thousand miles from his family and he could be doing I mean he he shot his film over the summer maybe his schedule gives him more time to work on his film because I'm really excited to see it um so I, I you know maybe that'll give him more time but what they have done to his I mean this is a guy that at the middle of last season was a freaking hero and I had said yep. from the beginning of season one, this guy is ultimately going to be the hero of the piece, of this story. And at the end of Peter Pan, he was. It was a perfect ending for him. He had made this incredible journey, and that journey was over. And then the second half of the season, they kept him in this prison for nothing. I mean, nothing came of it. It's like, why do that? You know, I got while they did that to Will Graham and Hannibal. (laughs) I don't get why they did that to Rumpel. And then this year, he's just been all like, you know, I felt that in the pilot, and this is why I did not like the pilot, there are two scenes, three scenes, that made me really dislike the pilot. And they all were his scenes. And it wasn't anything that he did. It was the scenes themselves. The first one at the graveside, 
It was mm-hmm. poignantly acted. It was beautifully acted. It was there's a there's a a teaching like when you're writing something, when you're writing yeah. a novel, you're writing fiction. It's a show, don't tell. And one of the biggest mm-hmm. sins of fiction writing is to show is to tell, and not show. That graveside scene was a long, wonderful, beautiful speech. It was exposition. It was explaining to the audience something that they should have been shown. Mm-hmm. And they could have, but they didn't because they wanted to spend all their time doing Frozen. So they did this instead. Second scene was the ballroom scene, and I told you about that. Did I already say this on the show, or was it just to you? Um, my my problem funny. with the ballroom scene. I have never yeah. had a cringe. I've never cringed in a rumple scene, ever. Just in other scenes from time to time, but never a rumple scene. That mm-hmm. ballroom scene, which could have been magnificent to me, because it was like, oh, here we are in the ballroom, snap my fingers, and now we're in Beauty and the Beast. And it was like 30 seconds of Beauty and the Beast, measure for measure and step for step, including the pan of the camera up and over the ballroom, Mm -hmm. up through the chandelier, exactly as it was in the animated feature. Except that the CGI was better in the animated feature, the animation, (laughs) and it just paled in comparison to it. It was like, it was embarrassing. Um, From a technical and emotional, it did not have the emotional impact of that scene because that scene in Beauty and the Beast was an emotional payoff. Mm -hmm. Remember? That scene in Once Upon a Time was not an emotional payoff. No, there was no build. There was no payoff. Um, There was no build. There was only payoff, but no build to it. So it it didn't work to me. The third scene was also a rumple scene. And when he was deciding, you know, he freezes Belle and he's going to give the, he's going to swap the daggers and he changes his mind. And you almost, I almost saw the, the little thought bubble over his head with the dialogue in it because he was, again, explaining instead of showing. There could have been ways for him, you know, for the script to let Carlisle just run with it and demonstrate his reluctance. I want to do the right thing. Instead of saying, nope, I'm changing my mind. I want to do the right thing. And that really bothered me. It just seemed tacked on and I didn't like it. So that's why I didn't like the pilot. I mean, the pilot, the premiere. Now, Mm -hmm. going on to the second episode, and I'm going to get back to your thoughts in one second. I thought Jane Espenson did a great job. I have so much missed her humorous, subversive touch. Totally missed her. And I loved, I thought there were three highlights to, um, three highlights to that, to, to, to uh, Sunday's episode. One was the subversive Bo Peep. I loved Bo Peep. <laughs> it, I thought it was great. 
that has. Oh, I did pure... not like her, but I, I, I was, I was thinking the show doesn't have a villain right now, so they brought in Bo Peep and they brought in. Um, well, I think Bo Peep, uh, Bo Peep, but Elizabeth Mitchell's character. Yeah, well, I think Bo Peep is 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 um, she's almost like comic relief in a way, just because she's she's like Madame Thenardier in Les Mis complete with Cockney accent. <laughs> Truly. Really? Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, it's, I love the idea of, of Jane Espenson or whoever came up with the idea, subverting that character, you know, really, really being subversive about Bo Peep. Little Bo Peep has lost her sheep and doesn't know where to find them. Leave them alone and they'll come home wagging their tails behind them. I mean, that's yeah. little Bo Peep. And this little Bo Peep ain't no Peep. So I really like that. I really appreciated the humor in that and the subversiveness in it. The other thing I liked is I kind of did like the Snow Queen. I like her. I, I like that introduction. Um, and I think she will harken back to the actual real fairy tale of the Snow Queen. Mm-hmm. I hope. Which is funny because Frozen's kind of sort of the Snow Queen. Yeah, but it's not really. No, but that's that's. I mean, as close as they get have to a source material. So it's interesting yeah. that it's a whole different character. Yeah, so that that's interesting. And Elizabeth Mitchell is a great actress, and I think it'll be oh, yeah. a lot of fun. Absolutely. I think it'll be great. She'll be a great. Um, so I feel good about that. The third thing that I really liked was was David's hair. <laughs> I love it. He was like he had this whole Aragorn thing going. Mm-hmm. But except without the great swordsmanship. <laughs> he just sort of reminded me like of Viggo Morrison, uh, Viggo Mortensen with the wig for Lord of the Rings. And, you know, then we have Anna, of course, teaching him those mad skills with the um with the sword. So, um, you know what, Chrissy keeps logging in and logging out. I wonder if she's having computer issues. Mm. Um, so I, I liked episode two a whole lot better. I really did. Um, there was a lot of opportunity for Hook to be all heroic. Oh, there she is. Hold on. Chrissy. Oh, my God, I am so sorry. I could have sworn you told me 6 o'clock my time. It's um, five o'clock. I oh, he, no. Oh, my God. I am so sorry. Well, it's okay. Like, we just been chit I'm looking at this, and I'm like, no way. She, I could have sworn he said it's my time. I knew I was going to screw that up. Eight, I oh. said eight Eastern time. Oh, God. You know, like, I'm so bad with times. Well, we still have 12 <laughs> minutes, and we're talking about once upon a time. Oh, good. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry I'm late, everybody. Oh, welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, so we're talking about episode two, and I was just about to ask Jimmy because he he liked the first episode. Whole I liked it, but yeah, the second <laughs> one's much better. Yeah. So um, yeah. So so tell us your thoughts, Jimmy, and then I'm going to turn it over to Chrissy, and she can share hers. Well, I agree with you that yes, they're giving the main characters the shaft. But I do think they're handling the Frozen characters very well. Um, I like the the characters they've introduced. Uh, I like what they're doing with them. And while it does distract from the other story, if they're going to do it, at least they're doing them right, in my opinion. 
Well, that's the other thing about yesterday's episode that wasn't done in the premiere. Was, mm-hmm. And this is, again, this is a Jane Espenson signature. She is the best writer for integrating guest characters with the main cast and giving everyone mm-hmm. something to do. Um, yeah. Despite that, there was a significant scene between Regina and Henry that was that it was not, it's now on the cutting room floor. Um, that's that was all over the internet yesterday. That Aww. there was a cut scene. And, was my favorite. So yeah, and they cut her scene. Why? To make room for Frozen. So that kind of pisses me off. So yeah. Um, yeah. Well, if ABC would just be like FX and let them make the natural length episodes instead yeah. of they have to be 43 minutes and 12 seconds or whatever. So anyway, yeah, I liked I liked the episode a whole lot more. Um, I really miss Jane Espenson's um, clever writing. And uh, so uh, next episode is going to be, um, it's going to be, I just wrote an article about it. So if you want to read about next week's episode, go to Blog Critics, front page, and um, you'll find my article there and my review of this week's episode. I kind of did them together. I wasn't gonna, and I know I told you, Chrissy, I wasn't gonna write an article about once upon a time. <laughs> but I did. You came. You came. I did. I did. Well, we've just started to partner with um, a, uh, a, a new um, kind of a an online uh, social media thing that is actually part of Disney. So I thought, well, in honor of that, um, yeah, I'm gonna do this. So. So next week's episode is called Rocky Road, and I love that title. Okay, so if anything's going to endear me to this season of Once Upon a Time, it's having the title Rocky Road, (laughs) because, of course, that's an ice cream flavor, right? Right. So, of course, it's going to have to do with our ice cream mistress, the um, Snow Queen. So well, hopefully um, we'll get a little bit of those rock trolls as well. Yep. And we're going to be introduced. Michael um, Saka. Finally. Uh, is introduced. And I actually had a trivia question. And I know you guys know the answer. So um, don't <laughs> spoil it. Uh, my trivia question in the article is, uh, Michael Saka starred in a film with one of Once Upon a Time's cast. Okay. Name the film and the cast member. Ha, 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 ha. All right, I won't, we won't say. We won't spill the beans. Don't spill well, it, the was, beans. it was a gay love story with Colin O'Donohue. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so it looks promising, the, the episode, um, and there are spoilers in it, um, mild spoilers. But um, I guess Maid Marian is going to be put under a frozen spell. Uh, they should just get rid of her. I know. I don't yeah. know why they brought her back. I'm I'm a little annoyed. Well, they brought by her that. back to create conflict between Regina and Emma. Yeah, yeah. And, I, we're gonna, I, I and we're gonna and we're gonna go and we're going back to Arendelle to um, have Elsa and Hans try to save the kingdom. So this is what I said. And in the inevitable trip back to Frozen Land, otherwise known as Arendelle, Elsa and Hans try to save the kingdom. If you care about that, great. I do not. <laughs> oh, and hook. <laughs> You're very important to the point, Barbara. <laughs> you know what? I was having so much fun writing this episode, this this art, this review. Um, I basically said that 
and Chrissy, I had said that my three highlights of this week's episode were Bo Peep, the subversion of the nursery yes. rhyme Bo Peep, um, the ice queen at the end with her ice cream, mm-hmm. and and Josh Dallas's wig. Yeah, because, yeah, my whole thing was like, I, as far as the, yeah, so the first episode, the premiere episode, I was like, oh, okay, I wasn't that sold with it. Um, and this week's, I liked it much better. I, I feel like, and I understand what they're doing. I mean, I purposefully went and watched Frozen because I was one of the only per- people on Earth that probably hadn't seen it, along with <laughs> Robert Carlyle and Emily DeRaven, because <laughs> they had said they'd never seen it, too. But, um, so, it, you know, so they're basically it's a continuation of their story. Uh, so they picked it up and, and, you know, which was fine. But my whole thing is, is I'm really upset to learn that they're cutting scenes with our core characters that we want to see to make room for this storyline. And, uh, you know, that kind of bugged me a lot. This week I liked it because I liked seeing Josh finally doing something, you know, from we got to see a little bit more of him before he was, quote, Prince Charming. And I loved, of course, the wig, yes. I mean, I think he needs to grow his hair anyway. That's that's me, but whatever. (laughs) But I like that part of it. And and the Bo Peep was just, she was meaning as well. I couldn't believe that they did. They went dark side on Bo Peep. I couldn't believe it. I, I thought that was kind of an interesting twist. The thing because you always know, think of her as being this little little peep. Nice. I know. Oh, Chrissy, and I'm back. I, I actually my call dropped. My Skype dropped out. So you were yes, yes. I agreed. I love the Bo Peep thing. Yeah. So that was really cool. And then you know, I mean, I I feel bad for Regina, and and I'm you know that whole thing was heartbreaking in the beginning. She's you know crying and you know all of that. But I I really feel like they need to. I, I, I mean, I understand they need to conflict, they need to create conflict for Regina and Robin, but I, it just wasn't necessary. There, there would have been other things that they could have done besides now, bringing I, a character I, back like that. What I, I sort of do like is the possibility of Regina spending the season trying to change the end of the story. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and bringing the fairy tale book back into it, that's why I like yeah. the premiere. I mean, yeah. that bringing the book back in is really cool. I didn't like that in the yeah. first episode. I mean, I liked that. That was the only thing that I liked about the first episode. Because I think there, well, the, the possibility the possibility that, you know, I want to change. And that's like, a you know, where's the author? I want to change the end of, my, of this story. Goes back. Right. I remember the great, and I think I've said this before, um, the great uh, X Files episode, post postmodern Prometheus, where yeah, in the end, I love that episode. right in the end, the Frankenstein guy gets arrested, and it's a, it's wait, and Mulder says, wait, it's not supposed to end this way. Yeah, exactly. Where's the and writer? He, Give me, you know, I want to change the end of the story. And how many readers reading stories want to change the ending? And I think it yeah. opens up some really interesting possibilities. And I do believe they're going to go back to that in the next episode. They they kind of let that go this episode. Mm-hmm. So if and they I go that it, direction, I really like that. Well, yeah, and I think they need to go back to its roots. I mean, we started with the book. That's how they. That's how season um, one started. That was why. Gonna, I, I, they and they're going to have to spend a lot. They're going to have to spend a lot less time on Frozen. 
because they're giving, yeah. and I actually, there was a, and I'm going to tweet it, but there's a graphic about the relative screen time of all the mm-hmm. different characters, the main characters, and basic, and even Entertainment Weekly said this in their review this week, in their recap, was basically mm-hmm. Rumpel and Tina were each basically given one scene. Yeah, which isn't enough. Yeah, and, and you know, my And in the first episode, have, too, there was very little of either of them. Right. Well, the other beef that I had, and I talked to you earlier, Barbara, was that I, I, um, I feel like it's too much CGI, computerized special effects. And, yeah. and I understand that it's once upon a time that, you know, we're going to... The thing that, and, and earlier when I talked to you, I said, and it makes, and the, one of the reasons that some that some show like Gotham and Sleepy Hollow uh, mm-hmm. are so exciting to watch is because they create everything. I mean, we're not seeing a lot. It's about character. It's character-driven, the layers of the character, the sets, you know, whatever. I just feel that because it's, you know, Disney and ABC, whatever, that they are just doing way too much. You know, right. I, I, the whole ice, the whole monster thing at the end of last week, I was like, oh, that my was God. And that was like I so was like, stupid. what is the purpose of this? It wasn't even necessary, really. Um, this week, they we got a little bit more character-driven, you know, and like I said, yeah, I mean, I, I, I do like the fact that, you know, we got to see a little bit more of David. We need he just we just need more in-depth. We need to be back with our re- with our regulars. And yeah, that's what I think. We really do. And I mean, it's so just not going to be. I don't know. Compared to a lot of the other stuff that we've been watching, that's out there. That's why I say it's just it, it's just too much. You know, it was the same thing. There's a with the first. Right. Yeah, like when this first there's two a lot Star of really Wars good movies came out. It was yeah, too much CGI crap, and then this is sort of over. I don't know. That's how I feel. But There's a lot of really I mean, I good like TV it. out there right now. There's a lot of really yeah. good TV out there. And and the feeling I got watching Once Upon a Time was I was watching not one of these nice, like, um, tightly written production values through the roof um, FX shows or even TNT shows or whatever, or certainly not HBO shows, but I was watching like a a network show. It was almost like how you would compare daytime drama to to primetime. You know, there's an inequality to it. And it's almost like at a different set, at a different standard. Now, you can have great network TV like Hannibal is outstanding. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, my God. It's like night and day compared to Once Upon a Time. I mean, honestly, I... Yeah, and then yeah. you're looking at some, a show like, you know, even right up to Resurrection is great. It's layered with a lot of, right. you know, mystery and a lot of different character, you know, layers with the characters and the right. different times. And by the way, and, that. And by the way <laughs> look for my interview of Samara Armstrong tomorrow in Blog Critics. Oh, cool. I interviewed her, and, awesome. she's, and she's going to come on the show. She will be oh, coming cool. on the show later this season. Oh, that's exciting. So, awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway, I mean, we're almost we're almost out of time. Oh, I'm so sorry, I'm late. <laughs> so we're gonna be here. Know. This is gonna be our play our time in our on our channel. And um so thank you, Jimmy. Thank you, Chrissy. Um yeah, and we'll be we'll be back next Tuesday night. Uh next Tuesday night at eight PM Eastern time. Five PM Five Pacific, Pacific time. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to thank you, everyone, and I'll see you guys next week. 
See you then. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 See you later. Bye. Bye.